Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. And here we are. (laughs) And if you didn't know that what we were talking about before we got on is how incredibly stressed we are with the life that's coming up for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So, you know, we'll just jump into our how to we feel this time because it's a good thing to get it over with and then we can go to our topic, which is the goddess Danu. Yes. Okay, so how was your week? Um, you know, generally speaking, my week was is good. Was, is good. Um, I, we had a community member pass away uh, last month, and her memorial was this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was a, a Christo-pagan, so she had a church that she went to and had a, an, a relationship with Jesus and Mary, mm-hmm. and then she was pagan and was a, one of the members of our local ritual planning group and oh, wow. taught a couple of times and went to witch camps and things like that and, you know, was devoted to Bridget and Loki. <laughs> Your favorites. Yeah, <laughs> so she was a... She's a wonderful human, and uh, we, we, my partner Gwen and I, held the, the pagan representation in her church ceremony and cast the circle. And Gwen gave a eulogy, and then we gathered up the witches that were in attendance. Well, most of them we gathered up. Some people couldn't make it, and uh, when you know, blah blah blah. But there was about thirty of us that then snuck off to the park. Uh, we used to have our Beltane ritual every year, mm-hmm. and we did a little um, more pagany ceremony, and we did a spiral dance and sang, mm-hmm. honored her our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I've been kind of just sitting with that this week, just recognizing, you know, like, I miss her, and I, I you know, yeah, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, I got a book contract this week. I saw. Congratulations. I a book for Llewellyn. Oh, congratulations. So that's terrifying. 
I understand, but it is your aspiration, and what does it yeah. do? It sits right in front of you, and now you got to go with now it. Now i got to do it, yeah. <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's like super highs and super lows, yep. and I leave in a little over a week for witch camp, and I am not ready, and I, my house is a disaster, and it's spider season at our house. We always get these little tiny spiders, and if you don't get on top of vacuuming regularly and and mm-hmm. spraying mm-hmm. Or in, in the yard, they t- no shit take over. Like mm-hmm. we had one year where spiders were, like the carpet was moving. Oh, we God. came home from a <laughs> from being at witch camp and the carpet was moving with spiders. It was so gross. So I have to deal with that. Right. Our damn dogs have fleas and you know all the things. So I'm yeah. just feeling stressed and elated and sad. Well, that's certainly a gamble of, of everything. I really find that, you know, fits where uh, it kind of mirrors the, the, the place I've been and the several people I know that are my local buds. And, uh, you know, it's weird. Now, everyone said to me that I know of mm. that come the beginning of this week, mm. things just amped and and if you're going to say amped up and fell apart at the same time. Yeah, right. It's been high, high, and low, low. Right. And, um, you know, obviously I have mine, but I realized that we have, and I did a little research figuring what's going on, and it basically was talking about the three super new moons right. that are coming in. Right. With Damn you, astrology. I know. <laughs> you energy. Uh, as we're shaking our fists up at the, you know, the sky. Um, and how that's affecting everyone and okay. where it's at. And I, luckily, it's like, you know, the I think this one that we've just we're just moving into is in Gemini, and I think that's, of course, being my rising sign and my moon. It's very, like, it's affected me. Yeah. I have a Jekyll and Hyde point of reference. I go from the I'm very calm and easygoing to uh, if you screw with me on that and change a lane and not use your light, I am going to be so angry I could follow you. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, you know, amazing. Right. And I was like... Where is this coming from? So I figured, well, we do that. We find out, of course, we know all about the Uranus transit and what it's doing. So you're adding all of this to these wonderful things. So that being how my week started mm-hmm. was just like up mm-hmm. and flat down. And then um, a friend of mine wound up, you're talking about infestations. She, Alma, had a infestation of fleas. Massive. Oh, God. And um, actually, she canceled with me today because she had to finish doing it before she goes back on her, um, she's a hospice nurse, and so her rotation starts uh, actually tomorrow night. Mm. And so she had to get that done. And, of course, I'm looking at my house because I will be leaving uh, as well to go to Arkansas. And so I have a routine. I clean the house just like you do. And I, you know, make sure my bedding is clean because I like coming home to that. And I flea bomb the house and the dogs go to the groomers to get their little thing done. Right. And it's sneaking up on me. And so my whole being is going, "Ah, ah, ah," and I'm getting a little bit, you know, up on my energy, and like you, I'm kind of almost like, and so that's the case, yeah. Yeah. So it's, again, yep. And, you know, the rest of it is just the daily clients and people and things that come and go. Yeah. But um, 
and really taking a look at my own life. I, you know, like all of us, we have someone we go to, hopefully, <laughs> as count as people that deal with other people's issues and right. our own and everything. And it was a touch-in for me mm-hmm. to find, you know, what's um, triggered mm. and why. Right. And um, it was pretty profound. And I have a very dear friend of mine who I haven't necessarily been real close to in the last few years. But her daughter, who is like a month off from my daughter's age, so both 32 now, has... Um, She's has been doing heroin for a while, mm. and uh, there's a lot of things that have happened, uh, a misdemeanor, a felony, you know, things that are happening in her life. And I was slammed last week with information to call her after the um, after we did our grad night yeah. experiences. And I did, and I found out what was going on, and mm. it really saddened me, and it, it, you know, took me as a point of reference of what can you do. I know right. I deal with people who deal with people who are into alcohol and drugs and right. you know you have certain things and of course you know you can't rescue. But it becomes very personal and you don't know you have to walk a line. Yeah, absolutely. So that's saddened me. Other than that, the weather's hot and uncomfortable and I'm yes. glad we have air conditioning and the last time about now knock on wood, my air conditioning here decided to take a shit and oh, left. Do you remember? You were here. You and Guion were here, and it had it had just gone out like two hours before. Yeah, I remember. And it was awful. So I know it's okay because I've had the people who are now doing maintenance check it all out and all that, but it was like, here I am at that same, you know, like it's hot, but I got the air conditioning, please. Right. So that's it. There we are, our our lament of our time. Yes. And we have skirted many other things that are happening out there. Yeah. We may wind up saying things later, but not right now. Are you talking about politics? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in full-on avoidance. That's yeah. Yeah, well. Today I was at the gym, and I hate the TVs at the gym. Oh, they leave it on all those I know, I know, yeah. I know. And it's you know, it's all, every news channel is represented, but they, that idiot who's the president of the United States, his stupid face was just up there on like four different channels. So I just kept trying not to look and listen to the thing I had playing in my ears. Mm-hmm. And I looked up at one point and just got so pissed, I flipped off the TV. Like I held my hand up <laughs> and flipped off the TV, and then I went back to what I was doing and I felt better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, um, you know, I didn't know this happened, and I picked up a friend of mine, and we went right by the federal building here um, in Santa Rosa, and yeah. we wound up at our chiropractor, and he said, did you see the protesters? And I'm like, what protesters? And he said, did you see what they wrote on the federal building? I said, what did they write on the fe-? I mean, I was so totally, like, focused on driving and not trying to, you know. Yeah. Walk. Yeah. So on our way back to go to another place, I deliberately saw it, and, of course, it's, you know, stop the the uh, breaking, you know, pulling kids from their families yeah. and stuff like that. So um, obviously that hurt me and hit me. And then yeah. um, a client had something very, very sad. Mm. And it was, it's been very hard for me to, um, and it's, 
It's not about a child, but it's about what we call our children, our dogs, mm-hmm. our cats. Yeah. And it was a very awful thing mm-hmm. happened to, you know, her daughter's dog. And it really bothered me. Yeah, of course. You know, it's been the first time I've had that kind of impact. But yeah. then... I had to look at the the new moon and all the other stuff, and I said, well, of course yeah. it's going to do that. I'm going to go, yeah. but I had to, you know, keep, but it's just like those things are bombarding. Yeah. And how do we stay focused? How do we stay, I mean, I say focused. How can we keep the path and not lose ourselves in the things that are out there? Right. Yeah. It's definitely hard right now. It's, yeah. You know, and I do come from a tradition, you know, the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft, which is very political mm-hmm. and very, activist oriented so i'm looking at what what is it that little old me can do that's going to sh- change things that's not posting it again on stupid facebook I'm just, i need a facebook hiatus for a little while like yeah unless it's posting for the show or for the, the shop i'm going to ignore facebook because it's just such it's toxic for me right now it's toxic for everyone but making phone calls and calling the people that represent me in in the government and like that but, Showing up when there is a, a protest on this topic, that's what I got to do. Yeah, that's what I got to do. It's a, pro, it's a proactive here and now. Yeah. Of course, I have to ask you on cam, on camera, on radio. Ooh, camera, camera. Hey, <laughs> we just turned and smiled for an illusionary camera. How do you feel about our state being potentially put on a um, ballot to? Split it into three yeah. Californias. I think it's dumb and it's an obvious power play by Republicans to try and gain more power. It's only Republicans that try and chop things up to gain more power. I know. Whatever. Um, you know, at first I was like, I love the idea. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, we're the sixth largest economy in the world. Yep. Why would we want to fuck that up? Why would we want to dilute the power that this state represents, especially as a progressive Politically, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose that power as a state. I would prefer we secede from the country well, and be our own country. Our own country. That would probably be, <laughs> you know, if we if we kept Jerry Brown, we might have that as a as a potential for the next, you know, four years. But we'll see. We'll see. But you know, and I thought, well, why don't we just divide up Texas? I mean, we could take the top and the little corner and another one. And right. you know, why are we, you know? It's because of a lot of, as you say, it's a, it's, it's political. It's Very Republican. Yeah. It's, uh, and I just, I sat there with that going. This it's not going to happen. This has been on the, on the. This has been talked about, yeah. including that one area up in Jackson, Je- Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, there's a that, whole county, a whole county, California, that wants to secede from California. Yeah. Everything, and they already consider themselves seceded. They yeah. call themselves the the county of Jefferson. And as far as they're concerned, they are not connected to the rest of us free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my dad's dear friend lived up in Wairico, which is the last town yes. in the center of the state before you get across the border into Oregon. Oregon. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me when I was a kid, he was telling me, like, you know, I live in Northern California. Oh, no. You live in Southern California. I, I'm north of San Francisco. How am I in Southern California? Oh, no. Anything south of Jefferson County. Is Southern California. And I was like, where, what Twilight Zone freaking world did I step into? I know, here? I know, and it's it's been on the it's been on their ballot. It's been on all kinds of things, and and so I I, I see the consciousness of it. 
I see what what it is, but I I looked at that the day that it hit the newspapers. Yeah. And yes, I do still get the newspaper. Um, <laughs> that I was stunned. Yeah. So yes, this is a little bit of a political thing. But then we're talking. You know, the, the topic is Danu, the goddess Danu, mm-hmm. and she is basically the mother and earth. Right. I've, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and but yeah, we're off on a bit of a tangent. Yes, we whatever. Are. Sorry, deal with it. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot lately about, um, you know, some of the things that have been said about separating people from their children. Is that this is a biblical? This, this is oh, Session said that that this is, and, and Trump said it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's her name? Divorce? The, no, the 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 speaker girl. It'll come to me. Okay. Um, Huckabee, mm. Sarah Sanders, she said it. Just, mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. The moment, I mean, obviously that is that's cherry picking right. <laughs> the okay. Bible because it also says lots of things that are not that. But when did we stop caring about other people? When did we stop caring about other creatures? When did we stop caring about the earth? That's our problem as yeah. a society, and I mean that very specifically about Americans, yes. United States. I Americans. totally agree with this. This disconnect from the reality that we are interdependent on these webs of systems that go beyond human mm-hmm. is going to be the downfall of our society. And I get, you know, all uh, huge powerhouses rise and fall. Egypt. Rome, England, like they've all had Sumeria, it's all happened. They've risen and they've fallen and this the the United States empire is is on its way out. It is falling, right? And it only took less than 200 years. But we're speeding up, right? Technology to, look how long Egypt was in power. Yeah. And compared to how long the United States, but we as a as a human race are speeding up. Right. We're do, we know more. We explored more. We mm-hmm. we communicate faster. You know. So that makes sense to me that it's right. It's a shorter timeline. Right. But I just am so disappointed that money and power are the driving and dominating forces of the human beings that are in charge of most of our cultures, especially Western world cultures and. And probably Eastern world cultures, too, if you look at the Koreas and China and all of this drama that's happening there. Yeah. And we are truly fucked yep. as a race of people, as a race, of the human, human race. race. Totally. If we cannot remember and reawaken in our overculture the fact that we are interdependent on each other, yep. and if we cannot care... If we can't care about other people, we are fucked. And as you say, other, not people, animals, mm-hmm. the earth, yep, our water supply, our yep. earth, the yep. actual physical. I have to say, after experiencing the element of fire and how it didn't give a hoot nor an, a, a two penny opera about yeah. this place it was just taking it down yeah. for whatever the reasons and everything we doing its job, doing its job <laughs> which was you know destruction destruction <laughs> and i obviously as a human realized how insignificant i am yeah. compared to that and then you look at hawaii right 
and you see an island right. that is basically birthing, which we've done before here on our show, on another show, birthing mm-hmm. yet new land, but in the process destroying what has been, mm-hmm. not because the people there were bad or it was biblical or any other thing. It was just a process. Oh. But in but doing it is awakening indigenous yes. faith. It is yes. it is. It has brought people's awareness that because I it, I've been really paying attention to Hawaiian culture for the last couple of years mm-hmm. because of cultural appropriation being such a hot mm-hmm. topic mm-hmm. and the the indigenous system of Hawaii didn't lose traction for all that long. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was completely eradicated Mm-mm. like some Mm-mm. of these other indigenous traditions. It's still pretty much there, and indigenous Hawaiians are working real hard to bring it back and make it strong and revitalize it. And it's accepted in Hawaii. It's celebrated, even by us. Howleys that go over there and want to be tourists. Yeah, or want to be want to be kahunas and all yeah. the rest of it. And I was very lucky and gifted that I was trained mm-hmm. by a navigational kahuna. Yeah. And of course, it wasn't in the true tradition because I couldn't. It was right. it was not set for that, and I certainly would never have accepted that as being my my path. Yeah. But he had basically. He was for the sovereignty movement, and he very was strong about it. Interesting enough is when he did pass, um, he said to his wife, it is the time of the grandmothers that comes now. Mm. And I don't know how we can translate that for us, you know, in terms of that, the wisdom of the ancient feminine or whatever. But if you look at what's going on, yes, they are, it's, it's got it no it's a living entity to them earth and all the elements are living entities yeah. and that's what i think people go over there yeah. and and try to to, to experience, experience it because yeah. this is not out here i mean we can try we can keep our senses up we can be um pagans and wiccans and mm-hmm. you know witches and buddhists and all we want to try and stay in connection with that, but yeah. we've lost it because of the disconnect to the land, right? And not because we aren't living on the land and tilling the land, but because we don't appreciate it yeah. and the animals on it and the humans that also walk it. Yep, absolutely. That was our good tie, right? Yeah, it was a little bit off yep. topic. But. Yeah, well, in a way, in a way, no, because uh, if we're true. talking about a goddess that is, I mean, she is the quintessential mother. Right. And the mother and the earth mother and mother nature. I mean, you know, every time I looked up her name and tried to figure out some more information that I could, you know, put in that we could babble about, yeah. it was all about nature, mother nature, and the cosmic sense of how big this energy called Danu or Donna or Dawn or there's like right. a million different versions of her name. Yeah how big she is. Right. And that, it was like, she is one of my goddesses. Mm -hmm. And when, um, I mean, it's very interesting because I didn't necessarily have a total understanding of her when I chose to do that Mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. And when I lived up on, and it's very interesting and I have to think about it, lived up on Marquis Springs Road in the, the area that of course got burned in the house that I had. Um, Every house I've lived in and the property has told me its name. Yeah. 
back, and that was too often. The, the, it was at, uh it was the hill of the, of the goddess of the children of, of Danu. Mm. And it is one of two or three structures that did not burn wow. in that canyon, yeah. which I thought was fascinating. But be that as it is, it was, a, it was an understanding of the land right. and the connection. And she is big. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, being big... Let's see what we can say more that will give yeah. people a better understanding and a taste of her. Well, she's Irish. That's true. Although there is a Welsh goddess, Donna, mm-hmm. Don, whatever, and she's the sky mm-hmm. goddess, right? And there is a lot of similarity between mm-hmm. Donna and Danu, mm-hmm. a lot, and which is not that surprising if you look on a map at how close together <laughs> Ireland are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Um and she's, like Elvira said, she's the mother goddess of the Irish system. Uh-huh. And she's actually shrouded in quite a lot of mystery because she is pre-written word. Yep. And so a lot of, of her worship and how they would have worked with her and how she would have been, her stories, you know, we have very little. Uh-huh. Which is interesting because we actually, the Irish system, we've retained quite a bit right. stories. Right. But it's it's the children of Danu that the stories were written about. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, she's one of the big gods. Mm-hmm. She'd be, if, if I were going to think of it, maybe, this is my own connection, mm-hmm. she'd be like the Titans. I think so, and there's like another, because there's a race of giants yes. that came before the Tawatha de Danu, yeah. right? So it's like, the, the way I always think about it, if you look across the globe, there's always a culture of giants mm-hmm. that existed before the gods. Mm-hmm. And I, just this is me, I always take the giants as the Titan-esque, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That they were, they are the elementals. They are right. the mountains and the river and right. the ocean and the sky and these huge forces, the thunderstorm, mm-hmm. right? That's how I think of the giants. Mm-hmm. But she is born of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. and then the Irish gods are born of her. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you might want to give a little background on the history of what the oh, the invasions, the five waves, the five waves. waves. Okay, so I have this actually all printed. Well, it's not printed. It's on my computer. Um, there are five waves of invasion on the island of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is sort of the prehistory of the island, mm-hmm. and it starts with the Partholan wave is the first one. And there was a, a leader named Parthalon, and he comes to the island, right, right and is supposedly not a nice guy, uh, and he brings a queen with him. Um, and apparently the Fomorians, who are a race that show up a lot in Irish mythology, uh-huh. those are like the giants, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. They, he fought them off and continued to control the Ireland, but they only lived there for 40 years before everyone died of the plague. Everyone, hmm. which is fascinating about the different waves because everyone always dies, and then the next wave comes, uh-huh. right? They, really, there would have been assimilation of culture, right. but no, everyone dies. The next wave is the Nemedian the median wave. Nemehid, I know I'm destroying these words because they're Gaelic, and I suck at Gaelic. But he was a, a ruler who came from Scythia, right? Uh-huh. So he came to Ireland with 32 ships from Scythia, uh-huh. uh, uh, but most of the ships didn't make it. Uh-huh. There were only 8,000 people who managed to survive after the, the few stragglers from his huge fleet of ships uh-huh. made it. 
but again, most of them died of the plague. Uh-huh. <laughs> plague takes everybody. Um, and then the Fomorians gained power. So again, this is the Fomorians are the giants. So right. how is it the Fomorians keep gaining power? They're like the ancient ones. Right. right? Then the Fearbolg came. And the Fearbolg are believed to have been slaves that escaped from Greece. Uh-huh. Uh, and they supposedly introduced agriculture to Ireland. Uh-huh. Uh, but somehow a group of people made it from somewhere near Greece all the way to Ireland. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was enough of them that they made an impact on uh-huh. society. They were referred to as the men of bags. That's what Fearbolg means, because they brought earth from Greece. Ah. Um, so who knows all about that? Some people believe, historians, that the Fearbolg may have been from Spain, uh-huh. which actually makes more sense. It would have been easier to get yeah, Spain so. and Ireland than Greece, but whatever. Um <laughs> Then the Tuatha Dé Danann, mm-hmm. and the Tuatha Dé Danann is is, is dead new. Mm-hmm. Um, they arrived by dark clouds in the air. Ooh, they had magical powers. They ruled Ireland for many, many years. Uh, they had to contend with the Fomorians, but they were always able to maintain control. Mm-hmm. And they are believed to have brought four mag- magical treasures mm-hmm. with them when they came from the dark air. Yes. Um, the Spear of Lou, mm-hmm. the Dogda's Cauldron, the Stone of Fall, and the Sword of Light of Nuwada. Mm-hmm. Those are four, like, epic. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Stone, the Stone of Dusty, the one that the king sits on in Tara? I think so. And that's the one that they contend the English took. Right. But in actuality, there is, that was not the real one. Right. Right. Yeah, I kind of had a, because it makes the, that whoever sits on it officially. Yeah, it, the king. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. king. Yeah, and then the fifth and final wave of invasion was the Massilians, and they are the Celts, basically. Yeah. The Celts arrived, and the the Tuatha Dé Danann were kind of pushed back as the Celtic wave sort of took over. Um, and then the Tuatha Dé Danann sort of became the Fae. Right. Uh, they retreated into uh, the hills and the, the nature and places yeah. and became the Fae. So there is that. So that's the history behind that. And it's interesting because that's, that goes to Danu's name. Yes. And her different um, variations of that name and where the, you know, where this pops up, because she's also known as Anu, Mm -hmm. which in its own right in, um, yes, right, in the, uh, around the Greek area and Samaria and, you know, the, the area of the Middle East, Anu is actually a male god. Oh, they made it into a male god there, but um, she became that. And they also, because of what you said, the interesting part is that her, quote, people, mm-hmm. and she as the deity yeah. was brought from Greece because there is a Greek goddess, mother goddess, and yes, I'll butcher it, it's Danae, mm. and she is the mother of the Danaids yeah. and, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, is that it, they say she came, that the, they travel. Now, it's interesting. You talked about the, the, the coming, the Scythians coming yeah. to the ocean area or Spain. But then this one says they came up mm. and over through Germany and down and that way. Mm. So either way, we had a migration yeah. 
yeah, yeah. that came in. And that kind of tells me that, as we've talked about over many times, that the goddesses that we name are goddesses that are from different locales, mm-hmm. small locales that become bigger locales that people tend to take more on as yeah. a name. Yeah. And this travels, and sh- this particular deity is a version of the all-encompassing aspect of the Earth Mother, the Earth. And what it does is nurture, and it's interesting, it said dirt came because technically Earth and soil is mm-hmm. one of her... Um, sacred items of, right. you know, earth and water were her, her attribute, you know, the, right. the elements for her. Yeah, and I, I believe that the Irish system, like the Celt system mm-hmm. and the Welsh system, there's three elements mm-hmm. forces, like with modern paganism. So there's land, sea, and sky. Right. Right, and I, when I worked in the Welsh system, I was taught that Dona, her Welsh counter, Danu's Welsh counterpart, was the goddess of the sky. Mm-hmm. So I find it interesting. Like, I wonder if perhaps that, that triplicate elemental system is more of a Celtic function. And if you go back far enough, Danu was actually all of the elements, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you think that the Tawatha de Danan came from, from the, the sky, sky. Yeah. right? That she was this all-encompassing goddess. All of the gods were born from her. Right, right. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it has a lot of... And since we don't have legends and myths, right. things to to go to, it makes it more like we're, we're piecing together information that we can, you know, gain either through the internet or through books or whatever we've got to, to find it. And she's, you know, she's wisdom. She's knowledge. Her name actually means knowledge knowledge. Mm. So it's the ancient knowledge and the ancient wisdom right. of the cosmic creations. Right. So um, anything that you want to share at this point other than, I think a lot of it is, um, it's interesting because I noticed a lot of the ones they try to also bring in, and I this is, you're going to love this one, about the similarity uh, to Bridget. Mm. And you know the image, the images that change are like how Bridget's images change. You know mm-hmm. that she, they, they, they right. changed and morphed, right? Depending on where, where they were talking, what little section of the world they were in. Yeah, there's a lot of places in modern Ireland that are associated with her and, mm-hmm. and have names that are either Anu or Danu, and uh, mm-hmm. there's lots of places where the landscape looks like breasts or a belly, right? Or the shape of a woman, and those are all considered to be places where she she is, where her energy resides. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but but there are no stories that of her um doing shenanigans. Yes, yeah. No, it's like there are no stories that survive because she is pre, again prehistory. She's pre-history. prehistoric. Right. Um so a lot of what they associate with her is piecemeal put together based on the stories of her children or based on Donna in the Welsh system, right. on which there is also very little about her. Right, She's right. She's also that pre-history right. energetic. And I get, the big god that she is born from her is the Dogda. Yes. The good god of yes. Irish myth. He's, yes. he's like the one. He, I always think of the, is it the Nine of Cups in the Rider Waite deck? Oh, yes, with the guy 
sitting with all the cups behind. All the cups behind. He looks all happy. Yeah, yeah. I always picture the dog guy. Like I (laughs) I think that's what he must be like. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and and it's interesting because you know the other permeations. I mean, I like this kat anu and you know anu and ana. It's it's kind of like you can see where different versions of her name fit different areas. Right. That that was it. But she is definitely an ancestress goddess. She is, you know, one that maybe it deals more with our ancestry in that way to the bigger picture than our smaller lineage of human ancestry. But yeah, yeah. And um, what else is there? Um, well, there's tons of different versions of her. I mean, how can we how can we go about it? Russia has one called. Um, Den, uh, Den, uh, Denba. Mm. She's a goddess, you know, another version of the same. Mm. There's also some belief, and I, I tend to not really give too much to this, but there's something to it with the River Danube and mm-hmm. that, that there is some connection there because, mm-hmm. you know, again, this flowing life force mm-hmm. the river and the word and how there could have been some cultural crossover there. It's possible. Well, she definitely, you know, when I look at the different, um, well, Danu or Dumna is Babylonian. Mm. And um, now this was fascinating because then you get into um, the Hebrewic um, aspect for the Danites. Okay. And in the Old Testament, of course, it went from, uh-huh. All this Dan stuff, I have to, you know, my 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 birth name that was given to me is Danielle. Right. Right, which is French. Mm-hmm. My mom loves the name so much, which is why, obviously, she gave it to me. It right. is not a name I've ever loved. Right. And I never have gone by that name. I, I went by Danny most of my life, and then, and, and then 10 years ago, I changed my name to Phoenix. But... All this Dan stuff. I know, I know. And I was when I was going through this, I was like, going, my goodness, I'm I'm going to be saying a lot about Dan. I know. Dan. There's got to be some relationship to well, that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm just like, huh. There's a, you know, well, because the Danites were, well, in the Danites, that, that's funny because it's D-A-N-I-T-E-S. It makes me like, who, my worshippers. Your worshippers, the Danites. Danites. Well, see, the Old Testament, they disliked the Danites because they were, they were, they had serpents and one of the uh, animals for Danu was a serpent, but they did kind of adopt them and then they became Dan L. Daniel, weird. Yes, which is technically then they 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 made it into a Phoenician god right. of divination, like D A N E L, like separated. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because we'll see Dan L means of God or God. Right. Right. That's basically Danielle means of yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. And it's well, Elvira. Gee, I'm yeah. I'm of God. Yeah. You Pretty know, much all of the modern names have something to do with being of God. Yeah, whatever. Well, they kind of want to give you that. Which sense. God? Which God is it, though? Narrow it down. I'm going to say of the goddess. <laughs> That's it. And it wound up with, you know, transformation. You know, it, it was divination, and his major magical powers were basically from the goddess Donna. Mm hmm. And her sacred animal, of course, being the serpent. And he became the court astrologer and dream interpreter. Ooh. Yes. And his, and they figured out that in Daniel 121 and 2-1 Bible, that really it's a title. Mm. 
Danelle. Danelle is the mm-hmm. title. Interesting. Just like Merlin. Right. Really, when right. you think of it, or right. Druid, it's a, it's a title. Right. And I felt that was so fascinating because mm-hmm. when my husband, my last husband was alive, he, he came from Jewish roots and, and all of that, but didn't follow it after he involved himself in the metaphysics and all. But he kept telling me, you are from the tribe of Dan. And I looked at him and go, stop telling me about your Jewish tribes because I'm not from that. Now, just stop it. You have to relate it always to that. And, I mean, it was it was a game we played, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And because of Danu. Hmm. And I'm here I am reading right. the whole thing years later, of course. Man has passed on to the other side, and I'm sure he's laughing his little tushy off. Um but it was fascinating when I started reading this because not only did I associate it with you, but then I associated it with the tribe of Dan yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that he kept telling me about yeah. Ireland and da 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 and Scotland when we went to Scotland and I'm looking at him going, Shh, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, I best said we should take a, take a break. A break. Yeah. Let's okay. take a quick break. We'll be back. The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I love that ending. It gives me a lot it's of energy at the end. It does. Yes, it sorry, really I'm does. Sorry, people, if your ears just got blown out. But I didn't know it was getting louder at the end. <laughs> well, it is a new one, so we'll just yeah, have to get I used to, to it. Adjust it. Yeah. All right. Anywho, back to right. Danu. Back to Danu and sovereignty. Yay! <laughs> I'm making an arm gesture. Sovereignty. Yes. I feel like RuPaul. Yes. Sovereignty. <laughs> um, in the Celtic system, in the ancient Welsh system, in the ancient Irish system, in the ancient Brythonic systems, all of the that part of the world, mm-hmm. sovereignty is like the force of everything. Mm-hmm. And sovereignty is basically, at its very most simple root, respecting the land and yourself. <gasps> right? Like we were just talking about yes, this. Yes, we were. And sovereignty is remembering that we are divine because we come from the divine source. And therefore, everything around us is divine because it comes from that divine source. And how do we honor that divinity? And she is a, a sovereign goddess. Mm-hmm. She's about honoring the land and connecting to the land and mm-hmm. remembering that we are of the land. So I just wanted to throw that little sovereign thing in there because mm-hmm. we were talking about it before we dug really into Danu as right as a goddess and, and because that concept of sovereignty is 
the basis of most of the Celtic systems, mm-hmm. of, of their religious systems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sovereignty plays into every, mostly all the goddesses and a few of the gods, but it's definitely a concept of goddesses overall right. because the feminine is considered to be more of that earth energy. Right. 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 So, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that unless you want to toss something in. Oh, I'll throw something in. Sovereignty. I'm just like, sovereignty. Well, of course, we also have the hierogamous, mm. which is... Um, it's a I fancy guess, word. It's a fire. It's a sacred marriage. And yes. what happens yeah. is that in the times past that did have this concept of sovereignty and lived it, didn't just think it or talk about it, but actually lived yeah. it, the um, the ruler would have a sacred marriage. Now, in many instances, it would be at, with a representative right. of the divine. A human embodied. A human embodied, physical, yeah. female, priestess, yeah. uh, who would act as the... Um, the, call, the, the cauldron of it, yeah. the holder of that energy, and they would have a sacred um, engagement of sex. Yes. And this was to, it was not about the fundicity of the land. It was about the giving, the, the this made the ruler be officially capable and um, entitled to rule, but he had to do so in a manner that kept the involvement of that energetic right. together. Right. So it wasn't just an act of like, okay, we're having sacred sex, bam, and now I am the sacred ruler, and there we are, and you guys can go away. Right. It was a consistency. And the funny thing is, is that back when, and this takes us back to a little history lesson, the concept of a whole and complete and healthy ruler. Yep was most important, whether, of course, if we ever thought of the matriarchal society being the the queen or the the ruler being the king, Mm -hmm. they had to be completely healthy. Yes. And if they weren't, the land would wither. We've had a few myths and legends, but they would also be taken out of office, so to speak. Right, right. We know what happened. There's a lot of them, I don't know, if we we can actually say this is what actually happened, but they were basically taken away, yeah. and yeah. they never got in. So they had to find someone who represented that energy. Now, we've seen it as a myth about the holly king and the oak king and the changing of that, but it wasn't an annual thing. It was just if this could not part, if this did not happen. Right. And um, so... Yeah. Sovereignty is a way of maintaining that, and it's interesting because if you think about what we're taught, we were talking about earlier. This is not a healthy, uh, sovereign ruling. No, at all. No, and I don't know that it ever has been. I don't know that the United States has ever been. A, well, they try to be a their, sovereign. Too. No, because they they disemboweled people that were here. They right. took away that energy. And they never other people. Like, I don't slaves. So I don't really think we sovereign. have that yeah. Yeah. here in the United States, yeah. which is I think why so many people have looked elsewhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, that's why there's Reconstructionist traditions. That's why people are so enraptured with indigenous systems from Native Americans, from Native Hawaiians, from African traditional religions, these systems that never died out or never were squashed by other systems. Where there's a desire for that mm-hmm. because we don't, we we don't, we have not created that sovereign connection here as as a culture, right? A United States culture, right? And I feel that it's a it's it's the time for that. I think so too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, what are we going to call ourselves? <laughs> but anyway, that witches. is the witches. <laughs> we are the witches. Yeah. Well, there is that to be said too, um, because in in reclaiming literally yep. that name and that tradition, it is reclaiming that kind of sovereignty that was taken. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's a lot to be said there. So we will leave that for another day and another time. But we have, um, I have correspondences. I love finding correspondences. They always make me kind of warm and squishy. Yay, correspondence. Yes, yes. Well, basically, it's fascinating. It was talking about Danu can be, uh, again, we're talking about Danu. And, of course, we have the Tuatha Danu and the, you know, so it's kind of a combination here. But she is basically attached to fairy hills and dolmas, mm-hmm. portal tombs, and portal graves. Mm-hmm. And that is part of her um, her connection in the earth. And they talk about... Um, I'm trying to see. It's like her names we've already disguised. The colors, they are blue, white, silver, and green. And as we will put up a picture, I have a green altar cloth with me nice. on you. And, um, of course, the elements that were given, which even though we discussed that it should be all-encompassing, yeah. they're talking here about water and earth. And we have the seasons, Imbol and Lugnasa. Mm which I thought was interesting. And you were talking about the tarot, and I was trying to keep my mouth shut. They call, they basically give the empress as sure. the, the card, and um, she is um, she's basically the mother, but she is the light mother, mm-hmm. not the dark mother. Right, 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 right. Okay, which well, that fertility energy rather than that womb yes. rebirth energy. Yes, yeah. And the animals are snake, mares, which, yeah. of course, again, if you're going to go to horses, but mares. Horses are big in Irish mythology. Oh, yes, they are. Big. Oh, yes, they are. And I think we talked about way back some one of the, the um, goddesses. The Morrigan. The Morrigan, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, the, one of the Morrigan's faces is a horse. Is a horse. Yeah. And, um, and not Mr. Ed, thank you. No. Okay, and the fish, of course, is there, but the salmon, and this is the one is like seagulls. I'm going, okay, seagulls, okay. Okay. Yeah, divination is through scrying. Sure. All right, and then she has the plants or the, the, the trees are the rowan tree, the apple tree, and the hawthorn tree, which I was, you know, going, oh, well, that tree, you know, the tree of life. Yeah. Um, she is, her uh, areas she works with is blessings, creating, foretelling, mm-hmm. um, health, luck, and prosperity, success, 
value of all bodies human and what else and they talk about you know she's also you know earth goddess moon goddess great goddess great mother you know these are her epithets Mm -hmm. and stones are river stones and stones that have natural holes in them as a way to see the fae yes that is Holy stone. Holy stone. It's a big deal. Yeah. In Europe, not in Europe, in England and Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that I actually have a, I found one at the river in, when I was, and I don't know the name of the river, but when I was in Arkansas last summer, mm. and I'm sitting there and my granddaughter's playing in the water with her mother, and, and I'm sitting there on the side, and I'm staring at rocks. Only her mother would be staring at the rocks, looking at these these river rocks and finding all kinds of neat things that, of course, I have to bring home, and, of yeah. course, there were holes in them, yeah. too. Yeah, so. holy stones are very auspicious. If you find a stone with a hole all the way through it, mm-hmm. it's considered good luck, and it's considered a portal right. where you can not only see the other realms, but potentially communicate with fae beings, travel, all of that stuff. Wow. So if you do get a holy stone, and it's, you know, it's better to to find one than to purchase one, right. of course, but, you know, people do sell them. Right. And, of course, amber. Amber was another oh, one of the stones. And then for scents, it was, and this is one of those where, of course, I, I had a thought when it, it was amber is the also the scent oh, yeah, of amber. I don't like amber. No, I have a hard time with it. I love amber as a stone, but as a scent, it's just too cloying for yeah. me. Yeah. But it says any other water sense, rivers, flowing water, seawater. Water sense. Water like, sense. Like mud and slime and fogs. Couldn't <laughs> answer you when I read that. I'm going, what is the smell of water unless it's putrid? Yeah, exactly. I mean, ocean. I get ocean, okay? Like, there's something about a clean, cold, flowing river that there is a scent. It's like... Uh-huh. It's crisp. It's crisp. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's the scent we were ta- we are, we're we're giving you. Um, her regions, they say, is Ireland, India, and most of Europe. Ireland, India, because there is a goddess there named Danu. Okay. All right. So, um, her aspects are inspiration, in- intellect, change, and heavens, I have to find it. Transformation. Mm. Okay, and it was, this is why it was like new beginnings, chaos. Yeah, I know, like new beginnings and chaos, not a good sign. Cosmic uh, creation and creativity, manifestation, and a lot of stuff about water and transformation. So basically all the things. All the things, all the things. And... um, it's that her biggest things are about universal wisdom mm. and divine knowledge. That's yeah. her biggest stuff. And the, it's talking about the secrets of alchemy and divine magic. Mm. So she's basically, you know, got, she's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, if you feel called and you're curious about her, I mean, do some research and reading, but you're you're not going to find much more than what we've already talked about because there isn't much more right. writing. And a lot of the modern writing about her is speculation or it's modern pagans, uh, new learning new from learning. their from their experience, right? right? So you're with this with gods like this that are kind of a little bit 
unknown, mm-hmm. right? You have to really trust your personal experience of mm-hmm. working with them. So, you know, meditate, journey, trance to, to connect with her, open up, create a sacred space, an altar or a shrine for her in your home so she knows you want to work with her, leave her offerings, and based on some of the things we talked about are the, the things that she likes. With... um goddesses of sovereignty and goddesses that are really connected to the land Mm -hmm. giving plants or even like meat like things that are of the land right that that people would have toiled to create always good offerings right Uh, so you know trust your instincts if if you're curious about this goddess then then start with this journey and see where it unfolds for you right yeah i like that yes so that presents us with our our closure I guess. Bye, thanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that far closing. Okay, so. This week is summer solstice. Yes. Airing our, our summer solstice episode. And then we're going to be on vacation with oh. pre-records that are coming up and some reruns. Yeah, yeah. So don't miss us too much. But we'll still have episodes that post every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we're back. We'll be back. We will be back <laughs> with more of the, was it the uh, aspects of life, and you know yeah. the the different aspects because I know we have um, mother, father, and we right. have, you know, crown, um, crown, and sage. So we have those, and then the the we'll find specific deities that can help in that, and yeah. then the magic that goes with it. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.